Welcome to Off the Cuff ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio, and it's not for the easily offended. You're listening to KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. Welcome back, everybody. It's Wednesday. Uh, it's hump day, and we had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties yesterday with the broadcasting, so there was a little bit of our episode that was cut off, but if you've missed any part of that show, rest well knowing that you can access it at our website at offthecuffabq.com. Just click on podcast, and then click on, on the very top podcast that's going to be the most recent, latest kind of episode. And you'll be able to catch up. You'll be able to catch up because it was super funny. What was the title of yesterday's show? Akivian Stanley. I know, because apparently uh, the Albuquerque Public or Albuquerque Police Department, they not only have a chief, but now they got a superintendent. Oh, and, of if, course. and if APS, which is the Albuquerque Public School Systems, have taught us anything, it's that the superintendent... It's a boss. Almost always. Almost always. So how is it that we're going to have a chief of police in what you call Chief Medina and then Superintendent Stanley I think, Sylvester? I think they're hoping that Stanley will take the fall for all the crime in Albuquerque. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it could go either way. I mean, it could literally go either way. But at the end of the day, yesterday's broadcast was basically this. The buck stops at the mayor's office. That's right. He's the one in charge. And the current mayor happens to be... Tim Keller. Tim Keller. Mm-hmm. Rumor has it, he's one term Timmy. And and I heard that he's, he already said he's running again. Yeah. 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 Like he, he, he didn't do enough damage the first round. Right, right. 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 Like he's not finished. Yeah. It's like, what more can you possibly accomplish? Oh, so on the top of his list was like climate. Yeah, climate change. Racial justice or social and political injustices mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And last on the list is public safety. How about this? Secure us, secure the city, give the police what they need in order to do the jobs and make sure that these people that you're arresting every day, that they're not catching release and going back out on the street and then reoffending. Because all day long, this is all we get. All day long is nothing but reoffenders. That's right. Right. It's, it's unbelievable what he lets everybody get away with. I mean, and like you said, crime is the last on his list. Absolutely. It should be the first because everybody's terrorized in the city. Absolutely. And, and it's not if you're going to be a victim. It's a matter of when, when. you're going to be the victim. When. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you're caught. I mean... Literally, I walk out of the store and I'm like clutching my heart. Like, thank God my car's still there. Thank God my car is still there. Thank God the tires are still on. Right, thank God the tires are still on. I mean, the other day we saw like a homeless basket cart. All jacked up. It was laying on its side and it only had the one wheel spinning like this in the wind. And I said, well, my goodness gracious, nobody is safe in in the great city of Albuquerque. That's for sure. And it, it is the largest city. In all of New Mexico, the largest metropolitan city, and this is why all 33 counties, all other 32 counties, ought to be looking at Bernalillo County because it's the largest metropolitan city, and guess what? It takes up the most resources. It gets the most amount of tax dollars from the state. And the federal. And the federal. And rural gets nothing. And rural gets nothing. Or close to nothing. You've seen it. They have to, they're accountable for their own road structures. Right, right, absolutely, because, I mean, we happen to know all 33 counties. Yeah, been, been there, done that. Been there, done that. So shout out to all 33 counties of the great state of New Mexico. Yes, especially Deming. I want to say shout out to Deming, New Mexico to Carmen McDonald. She sent in a shout out from there. She says, I wish the city would put in little flyers on your water bill that tells you when we're going to have a, a city meeting or a council meeting because they don't tell you and that way they do everything under the rug as usual in New Mexico. Right. It's sort of like on purpose. Yes. Like in other words, it's it's deliberate. So the less 
you're aware of what's going on, the less you know, then they can just make up their own narrative and be like, well, we had a public meeting on it. How come you weren't there? What? Really, when you get your bill and there's a ton added to it, and you, they say, yeah. you didn't come three months ago when we didn't announce the meeting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So it's always like that, but usually anything being passed, I mean, we know this from experience because foolishly, we spent year after year <laughs> over there in, in what you call the chambers of the city of Albuquerque, going to public meetings week after week after week after week, picking up phone calls, trying to schedule meetings with our representatives to sit down and discuss these issues that are happening in our own communities, only to be ignored, only to be kicked out of chambers, and then only to be radicalized. Yes, and taken out kicking and screaming. I mean, it was a complete waste of my time. Oh, I know. And how long did we do that? I'm so sick I of know. it. Yeah. Good luck, Carmen. I don't even know why we'd want to go to that. I know. I know. It's almost as if we love to suffer. Yeah. And there we go. Oh, we're Catholic. Aren't I, Catholics born to suffer? I mean, suffer? if there's a harder way of doing stuff, guess what? <laughs> we found it. We found it. <laughs> if you want to waste any sort of time, come hang out. <laughs> go to the what you call the CABQ, City Council Meetings. Or County Commissioners. Or County Commissioners. Which one's worse? So it could go two ways. It could either be a waste of your time, but if you take popcorn and you sit in, you know, like in the pews or... It could be entertaining. The audience could be entertaining, Mm -hmm. especially during a time of COVID when there's no movie theaters, there's no theater, there's no dancing, there's no form of entertainment. Well, guess what? Check out what your city leaders are doing, what your county leaders are doing, what your municipality leaders are doing, what your state leaders are doing, and guess what? You, you can't do you can't do it on going now. You have to do it on TV now. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, even when you get there, they're not going to listen. So TV is just as good as being there. Right. Right. Yeah. But to watch these people in action, well, I mean, they, I mean, you can't <laughs> help but to roll your eyes. Sometimes I, I mean, I'd walk out of there with my eye twitching because I rolled my eyes the entire duration of a five-hour meeting, and I said, I don't know what I just saw. I, I don't know what I heard. I don't know what I heard. I don't know what I saw. I don't know what's happening. These are the people running our city. Right. I had to get the bottled water, splash some water in my face, and be like, Why are you doing? this to yourself i said well i love to suffer that's you knew. yeah calm down they're gonna be the, they don't change they're never gonna right, change right right speaking of crime 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 all the time another police shooting in albuquerque but what's new yeah so the albuquerque police department is investigating a shooting that happened at the 700 block on central avenue tuesday evening apd says a male was transported to the hospital and is not expected to survive his injuries. So uh, yesterday there was a shooting, we reported a shooting then. Every other day, if not every day, there is literally there was only one yesterday, so that's, that's you know, look, we're looking up. There's like, only one. Like, that's an improvement? Well, we don't know. Like, it was only a single homicide. In other words, we have double ho- homicides, we have triple homicides, and then we have quadruple yes. homicides thanks to the Albuquerque Sunport mm-hmm. which that story is quickly unfolding I mean it got ties to New Jersey it got ties to Grants New Mexico it got ties all over the place dude kills four people drops them off over here at the Sunport's body's been uh, there since January they barely found them yesterday <laughs> more or less I'm exaggerating but you catch my drift yeah. and and they said they found it on a routine check really I think the stench was probably overpowering. I mean, at some point, you couldn't help but to notice it. Really? I mean, it got to that point where you couldn't help but to notice what was happening. That's right. You know that another thing on the news is the man who spent maybe a decade in prison for killing his father is now facing even more trouble. Imagine that. Yeah, the police, they believe he's responsible for a string of sex crimes. His name is Sebastian Largo. He's 38. He was charged with voluntary manslaughter for beating his dad to death in 2010. He only spent nine years behind bars, but now police believe he's, he's preying on girls and young women. 
And if anyone deserves to be staying behind bars, Gilbert Geigel said from the police department, it's this guy. Totally, totally. Mm -hmm. yeah. And speaking of, um, of pedophiles, uh, sexual predators, rapists, things of this sort, uh, Representative Stephanie Lord, mm -hmm. uh, she was newly elected. Uh, she fought hard against uh, these decriminalization of pedophiles and, and, and things like this. And one of her quotes was this, there is no reform for these sorts of people. They will offend and reoffend and continue to do it because they can't even help themselves. Mm -hmm. So this is me talking. Yeah. They deserve to be put away, and that cell needs to be sealed with concrete and steel. And never and, let them out. And never let them out, because why would you? Because the next victim that they're going to get is you, your family members, your daughters, or your sons. That's right. And meanwhile, State of New Mexico is running legislation all day long to set be like... Set them free. Set them free. Let them do whatever they want. Let, yeah. Um, it's called... Restorative justice. They can't help it that they're perverts. Yes, they can't help it that they're perverts, you know. Yeah, so um, so APD said that the fact that Largo's uh, already been behind bars for killing someone makes it even more of an urgency that he stay locked up. He has a violent history, and violent people, guess what? They are violent. From the beginning. It doesn't matter if it's a gun, a knife, I mean, a hammer. Their body. A hammer. Yeah. A car, a plane, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, up next, this is a really, really good show. We have uh, Representative Stephanie Lord, in, uh, not in studio today because of the weather, but she will uh, be with us via the phone. We're super excited to have her today with us to discuss the New Mexico Legislative 2001 session, and we're calling this show Behind the Scenes of New Mexico Roundhouse with Stephanie, Stephanie Lord. It's going to be a great show, so stay tuned. You're listening off the cuff, ABQ. It is the hottest and newest conservative local talk, and it's not for the easily offended. You're listening to KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Steph stay tuned with Stephanie. Yes. Hi, my name is Christina. And I'm Kenneth Garza, and we are the founders of the Cherub Initiative, a nonprofit organization. We help abortion-minded women choose life with alternative resources away from abortion. Find out more about us at cherubinitiative.epizy.com, and remember to click the donate button. Again, that is cherubinitiative.epizy.com. Preserving life, one baby at a time, saving lives, one mom at a time. everybody welcome back you're listening to off the cuff abq the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on kdaz 96.9 fm 700 am you can visit us on the web at offthecuffabq.com uh, today's in part support for today's programming on off the cuff abq is made possible in part by semco inc thank you ty and neil for supporting off the cuff abq and our mission, I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And we have Stephanie Lord, representative, elected representative. Lord Hello, Stephanie. We have the Lord in the house. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> She's here. She fought a tough battle and she made it. She survived. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, guys. Thank you. How are my favorite ro radio hosts doing today? Oh, we're so good to be here. Great. Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere. Every time. Every time. I know, right? Well, it is so, I'm so sorry that I couldn't be there. My plan was to be there. And I woke up to a ton of snow in the East Mountains. I saw that a bunch of my friends were stuck on the freeway. It was closed. So 
It's going to be on the phone, but next time we'll be live. For sure. Absolutely, absolutely. But you're home, you're safe. I am, and, and it's cold. And Thor, he's doing okay? <laughs> yes, he's cold too. I have we fun. want to go ride our motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so this is your first year being a representative. Uh, you won against Jessica Velasquez, Thank Democrat. God. Thank yeah. God. Uh, you right. won by 10,300 votes, and you took something like 51.2% of that vote as a rookie, as somebody who's never ran for office, and you won. She was determined. Yeah. Yeah, I was determined. I, I was boots on the ground, grassroots. I was out there working it. I had a lot of people helping me, and we it was weird. We had record number of people. I think we had 19,000, almost 20,000 people came out to vote, and I believe last time it was only something like nine. Wow. So record numbers. And if I hadn't have worked it, uh, you know, the Dems were out there and they were fierce in how they were hitting the ground, too. So oh. but I was able to get all those votes out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Plus, your opponent wait, uh, raised a ton of money only to attack you. Instead of talking about what <laughs> she could do for the great state of New Mexico, she decided just to attack, attack Stephanie Lord. Took down your signs, which prompted your supporters <laughs> to then go on this huge <laughs> effort, this huge mission, and then they just started making homemade signs. <laughs> Talk well, about grassroots. That was the coolest thing ever. It started with one person making homemade signs, and then everybody was making homemade signs, and then somebody started destroying the homemade signs, and then people just rebuild them. And then I put a trail cam out, and I caught the guy that was that was taking my signs. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ain't nothing going to happen to him, so I wouldn't even hold my breath. Well, Man. you know what they say, a woman without enemies has done little mm. in this world. That's right. There you go. That's right. So God bless you. and Yes, thank God your efforts. And, and I, mean, I mean, you went out to the roundhouse uh, against odds, per the usual, right, when it comes to right. conservative uh, traditional values. And yep. at every step, you know, Democrats just uh, slapping you all around, slapping Republicans all around, <laughs> slapping these bills all around. And a lot of these bills were in the spirit of the faith, family, freedom, of protecting our children, of educating our children, of providing health care, not taxing seniors. I mean, these are things that everybody could have gotten behind. And keeping the pedophiles away. Right. Yeah. 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 And, that's, and that's the thing, you know, as, as I have learned in this race, we actually have a lot in common with the Democrats, especially when it comes to certain conservative values, right? Everybody wants crime lowered. Everybody wants a safe place to live. Everybody wants a good job. And, and people want, you know, the government to kind of stay out of their business. We have that in common. But unfortunately, the Democrat politicians are not the same as the Democrat citizens. Completely two different things. Their party's been hijacked. Absolutely. And you're right. We got beat up the whole time. Right. You know, it's like, thank God we're used to it. Right, right, right. Why would you want that job? <laughs> In the spirit no, of faith, no family freedom, no pay, no, no pay. pay. But, you, but you are right. I, I did hear, uh, I think there was Stella that said something about the pedophiles, and you're right. I put in, I think, two or three amendments. Like, they wanted to allow people to cut hair that are felons. I'm totally down with that. I want felons to be rehabilitated back in the community. But I don't think that sex offenders should be cutting hair. Why? It's intimate. They're talking to you. Hey, how's it going? So where do you live? What kind of car do you drive? Are you dating? Are you single? I, I don't want a serial rapist to be touching people and have that information about you or child molesters or anybody else. But every single time I tried to say things like, hey, they shouldn't be cutting hair or I put another amendment in where they're going to automatically release prisoners after half of their probation time. I was like, 
don't we want to keep an eye on these people? No, sorry, Stephanie, those are unfriendly amendments. Right, <laughs> it was, it was right, surreal. right. And that's a quote. They said unfriendly, like it was a real kind of deal. They're like, no, they're going to make <laughs> so, it automatic. So you get to offend somebody, go to jail, and then serve half, maybe less your time or something. They said, well, just let them out. Let them do it again. We're just going to monitor yeah. you. Go yeah. ahead and cut hair. In fact, if you want to open up a daycare... Go ahead. <laughs> so imagine a child going in for a haircut, sitting down, and then, you know, mom, mom, dad, whoever, you know, they're kind of keeping an eye, but it's as simple as this. Hey, what's your handle on social media? Yeah. I think right. It, mm-hmm. Or just, I don't want them touching my grandkids. Yeah, sorry, period. Period. You may, have, you may have noticed that, I, I'm sorry, sex offenders cannot be cured. I do not stand with them for anything, and I don't want them out in society. We cannot rehabilitate them, and I don't think they should be in a position where they're that intimate with people getting their information where they can reoffend because they're a largest group of reoffenders. So I just don't want them in certain job positions. I'm not saying all. I'm not saying they couldn't work in a warehouse and put stuff in a box, but I don't want them out there, and I want them heavily monitored. And what I found out this entire session it was tax everybody to death, kill the oil and gas, and let everybody out of jail. Right. Oh, it'd be softer on crime. Right, softer and on that's crime. That's all I heard. That's all I heard. That's all I heard over and over and over again. It was, Ser- it was defeating. Yeah, seriously. And like day after day, day after day, you know, you hear on the news that these people are getting less time or there was catch and release. They're out. They were arrested two weeks ago. And lo and behold, uh, they kill somebody like the very next weekend because they can't keep it together for whatever reason. And though I agree with, you know, rehabilitation, I don't think being a felony should be the end of your life. I absolutely do not think that. I think everybody has a chance in this world, and I think, you know, things like this. But when we are talking about pedophiles, when we're talking about people who kill people, kill children, rape children, the people that the most vulnerable members of society who who don't have a chance. And here we are time and time and time again wondering why people like like Gonzalez, is it Gonzalez? Uh, uh, Victoria Martin's? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Fabian Gonzalez. Fabian. Mm-hmm. It's a no wonder Fabian, uh, Fabian Gonzalez is out right now on, pre- on pre- pre-trial. And with, a woman somebody, with, yeah, with two kids, two go. small kids. There you go. Mm-hmm. As if nothing yeah. ever happened, as if Victoria Martin's life never existed. Never even existed. Dismembered her, burned her, raped her, and then still no murderer to this day. This is what happens when the criminal justice system is only concerned about criminals because no victims can exist within the criminal justice system, just like the sign reads. Criminal justice system. There you go. Yeah, so, yeah it's, a very, it's a very sad situation it is. Like I said, that's all I heard while I was up at the roundhouse. How could we softer on criminals how can we you know give them less time how can we keep less of an eye on them how do right. we give more the more and I, again i'm absolutely for felons getting back in the workforce had they put in there that you can't cut hair if you're a sex offender i would have voted yes on the bill right but no i'm not going to vote for a bill that does not keep a thumb on people that are sex offenders no thank you well why would you and thank you representative lord we appreciate you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there was some good news. Every single anti-gun bill this legislative session in 2021 died. Except yeah. for one. No, I think all of them. No, no, no we, we, we stopped. We were able to stop the gun bills. We had 
We had the one bill that was going to make, we have the worst red flag bill in the United States. You think? Because how it, how, cause of course we do. Why would we have, or why would it be anything different? Right. Mm-hmm. So we have the worst red flag. They were going to make it even worse. It was going to be, right now it says a family member or somebody knows you well and they have to have some sort of quasi-proof, I wouldn't say a proof, or just I think that they're going to do these bad things and that's enough to set the red flag in motion. Now it's anybody anybody your neighbor that doesn't like you down the street your ex-boss that fired you or your ex-employee that you fired who's kind of a you know a little bit of a loon that person can now go turn you in and say i want to red flag them right anyone right anyone anyone Uh, yeah and then we had another bill presented about ghost guns and my question was um, how many people have been arrested committing crimes with ghost guns? The answer is zero in New Mexico. We're like, oh, we need to get ahead of this. And I'm like, oh, here we go. It's our biggest with- problem. It's a root of all evil, ghost guns. <laughs> what the heck is a ghost gun? I don't exactly. even know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask. <laughs> it's a home, it's a home fac- manufactured gun made out of a, a, pl- um, like a plastic at home, and it's a way to make a gun, but we don't seem to have a problem with that for criminals. We never focus on two things, the criminals and how do we lower crime. We don't even look to other cities. I was just Googling before I sat down with you guys to look at cities that lower their crime. Detroit lowered their crime by 50%. Do we even try to figure out how they lower their crime? No. we got Tim Keller over here saying, oh, well, we got to work on climate change and social justice. Right. How about working on lowering the crime rate, too? The other thing we do. I'm so heartbroken every time there is a mass shooting. I'm just heartbroken. But every single time, it's a person that was mentally ill, and that mental illness was never addressed. So until we deal with mental illness and until we deal with crime, this state, and specifically Albuquerque, will always be the highest in crime. And not always. to mention the drugs that influence, you know, sometimes these, uh, these temporary states of mental illness like psychosis. Oh yeah, when they present this, uh, when they present the medical marijuana bill, what I'm going to ask them for is to take part of the tax money and use that for mental health and for rehab. I mean, if you're going to get all this money that you say that you're going to do, let's fix the crime and let's fix the other uh, drug addiction problems. I mean, why not use the money for that? Why not? You know, I think we're looking at at Colorado and what happened there with a a grocery store shooting. But was that person considered mentally ill? I mean, he wasn't really even from this country. You know, he, he hasn't been here that long. So do you look at it as maybe the liberals' way of trying to do more gun control and that maybe this wasn't just a, a accident or, a, you know, I know they said there was a story behind it. I haven't read it, but I'm suspicious of that action oh, right there. I've, I've become cynical of everything, and I always try to wait till I get the bigger picture. But the brother did come out, and some people that he went to school with and some cousins did come forward and said he was very scary. And he had mental health issues, and he, he did. He scared some of his family members. He came here, they said, when he was three. Spent most of his life here, though. But he was, you know, I'm going to wait till all the facts come out, but one of our people here in New Mexico, Patrick Brenner, who's yes. at the Rio Grande Foundation, a patriot, he knew the kid that was killed. Mm-hmm. He knew him. My cousin knew the law enforcement officer that was killed. So we all have connections to this death. But I'm going to wait till all of the facts come out. But right now it's looking like a guy that was mentally ill could change we don't know there could always be more to the story than that right and it's just like all the if you look up all the other shooters if you look up zachary cook uh 
think that was his name. I got to look at his name. But he was a shooter in Florida. That kid was absolutely out of his mind crazy. And the FBI was supposed to be watching him. Just like the FBI was supposed to be watching this guy. Same right. thing. So I don't know. It was somehow there's some loopholes where people are not being followed up on. And in Colorado, what do we have in Colorado? You have to get a background check. He got a background check to get that gun and passed. And no problem. And no problem. They have red flag. One of his family could have technically turned him in, and they and they didn't. There was no flat red flag D's on him. AR-15s are banned from from Boulder, Colorado. So the gun control is not working. That's the issue. We're never dealing with the mental health and the crime issue. We're not dealing with those things. And until we do, it's going to be more of the same. Because you could take the guns away, and you know as well as I do. People can stab. They can hit people with a hammer. They can use a plane. We saw that. 9-11, people used a plane. Absolutely. So if people want to kill, they're going to kill. Mm-hmm. Violent people so, are violent. And until we deal with that issue, more of the same. And that's the most frustrating thing with America right now. Yes, We're not dealing with the real issues, mm-hmm. especially in New Mexico. Especially in New Mexico. So there's no amount of gun control that could prevent violence. Because violent people are violent, and even in places where they have banned uh, guns, weapons of that sort, have taken them away, have have given people money to turn in their weapons. The reality is other categories of violent crimes rise like like knives, like stabbings. Machetes. 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 Rwanda. Rwanda killed 600,000 people with machetes. 600,000. They went from community to community, hatcheting them with with, uh, machetes. And did you know in Mexico there's only one gun store? Really? One. It's in Mexico City. Guns are so restricted down there. You have the right to own one, but it's very hard to get one. And some of the biggest issues they have are with guns. You can just cross the border and get them real easy here. Well, not only that, it's just that guns exist. And, like, it's not like members of the cartel are going to be like, hey, there's no... Everybody, I just want to send a call out on social media. Uh, there are no more guns allowed. You're going to have to turn your guns into what you call the Mexican government. All the cartels say, oh, okay. No, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Come on. Right. And people, what we have to get, again, back to the root cause. Why is it that people do these mass crimes? That's completely separate from the whole um, drug cartel thing, right? That's right, right, right. Worms. But, but um, you know, and even in Colorado, they have a drug cartel problem because they've moved into Colorado and they're moving drugs around to sell on the black market because it's legal to have it. It's legal to grow it. And now they can sell it on the black market for cheaper and you don't have to go in the groceries. I mean, into the store. Yeah, totally. Because that's going to exist. And we have to consider that when it comes to New Mexico is that, I mean, and then not to mention that New Mexico wants to be in charge of being the drug dealer uh, in terms of marijuana or cannabis or whatever you want to call it, weed, mm-hmm. uh, pot, pot, <laughs> reefer, all of the above, Acapulco <laughs> gold, whatever you want to call it, you know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, have you ever been to a DMV? Yeah. Well, here's here's the biggest thing, and this is the thing I keep bringing up for me. That's my biggest problem with marijuana. My biggest problem with it. In this, so if you go to buy a gun. On 22E, there is a section on there that says, are you addicted to drugs? But then it says below it, it doesn't matter uh, if your state says that pot is legal. If you smoke or use or possess, you cannot buy a gun from a gun store. 
okay? So you can no longer buy a gun. Once they legalize it, you get a medical card. You cannot buy a gun from a gun store. The crime for that, for lying on that form, is 10 years in federal penitentiary, and it is five years for having possession. Now, are ATF out and snagging people? That's absolutely not. Nobody's doing that. However, if you were to possess some marijuana and get into a car accident and there was marijuana and the, and the gun, technically you could be looking at five years in prison. And I need everyone to know that, that you can, if you're going to smoke pot, you cannot carry a gun. In the state of New Mexico, it's under, I have to go double check on the number, I think it's like 30-2-4, and I may be wrong in that. There is a law here that says you cannot be under the influence, meaning you cannot smoke pot or possess pot and have a gun. It's a misdemeanor. Now, your people are going to say, well, who cares? It's a misdemeanor. Guess what? If you get a misdemeanor on your record, you can no longer be a concealed carry holder. You have to give up your concealed carry license in New Mexico. So all the way around... Until they decriminalize it on the national level and until they say you can carry a bag of weed and have a gun, just like you can hold a bottle of tequila in your car and have a gun, until they change that, you're going to get nailed for being in possession and having the gun on you. But nobody's worried because there's catch and release in New Mexico. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. <laughs> what does 10 years mean? <laughs> no one's worried. You know what yeah, I was thinking? Nobody's th- worried. Yeah, it's catch and release. Who gives? You know, nobody cares. But I wanted to ask you about the bill HP4. I was morbidly curious about that. Oh, okay. So HP4 is a horrible bill. That one they pushed through. That was the one that caused us a lot of fighting and grief. And the Democratic politicians slowed down. Uh, their side on the Senate side, and then we slowed on our side because they're fighting over some bills they're trying to get through. But HB4 basically says, okay, if you want to do a lawsuit against the municipality, let's pick, I'll pick on Estancia because I know the mayor there and I, I love Nathan. And he won't and take so it personally. Yeah. He won't take it personally. Sorry, Nathan. We love you, Nathan. Shout out to Estancia. Shout out to Estancia. Mm-hmm. So, out there, let's say somebody went to sue the police department there in Estancia. Now they could bring this big lawsuit. And here's what happens. So if your insurance doesn't cover, let's say your insurance only covers $1 million and they, they win two. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the city gets to pay that $1 million. The taxpayers get to pay that $1 million. Once that goes through, now your insurance is going to say to you, hey, you know what, you guys are at risk. We're going to raise your rates. And then what happens when they can't afford their insurance? Yeah. Now what? So now the people have to keep paying for all these lawsuits. And guess who benefits? The politicians that brought the bill forward. Oh, likely. So that's Brian, right? Brian Egoff? Yeah. Yes, Egoff, Eli, Cervantes, any of your lawyers will benefit. And I'm not saying uh, they will specifically but if they were to pick up that type of lawsuit, yes. So we tried to make an amendment that said you cannot represent anybody for three years after you retire. And guess what they said? We want that's to. That's not fair. No, that's not fair. <laughs> right. That's not friendly. Up, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's not friendly. Right. We pick up a client and we're really passionate. We want to help them sue and do whatever. Of course. We should be able to represent them. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking there's plenty of other lawyers mm-hmm. that they could go to. But, oh, no, we tried to restrict them and they said no. Nope, just like that. We got to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. You're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ. We got Representative Stephanie Lord uh, with us. 
You're listening to the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio on KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Good morning, Albuquerque. This is Gerald Loeb, local author of Things Political and Sometimes Humorous. I have a new book coming out on the 15th of April, and it's called Mayhem Matter. Check it out on Amazon. It'll be available then. Thank you very much. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio on KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Dinah Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And we, we still have Stephanie on the line with us. Hey, Stephanie. Still there? Hey, I'm still, yeah, I'm still here. So, and speaking of, speaking of pedophiles. Oh, speaking good. of pedophiles, <laughs> let's talk about them all day. What's happening? Well, it seems to be a reoccurring theme. There, uh, theme. there was one of the one bill that I forgot about. That was another one where they were going to release pedophiles, and I asked them to please not release sex offenders. And this one is, you could be the worst of the worst. It doesn't matter. You could be, um, you know, someone who had killed and murdered and raped. It doesn't matter. But you're over 55, and you're chronically ill, and they say, okay, we think you have six months to live. They're going to release you. And I said, again, let's add sex offenders because you cannot stop sex offenders. And even if somebody was on their deathbed, a pedophile could, if they can molest somebody, they will. They literally will do that. And in their lifetime, a pedophile, which I was shocked, molests 117 times in their lifetime. I had no idea it was Unbelievable. Unbelievable, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, this, this seems like a friendly amendment, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. We have to let them out, too. Wow. So, this session was nothing about was all about not only just taxing people and reducing crime and being softer on crime, but also on sex offenders. So that was just another one I wanted to mention. That was another horrible bill. So this was New Mexico House uh, or Senate Bill 114. Is that correct? Yeah, that was 114. Sponsored yeah, by Bill O'Neill, Representative yeah. Andrea Romero, Democrat from, yeah. from Santa Fe, uh, which allows Jerry geriatric con uh, convicts age 55 or older out on parole with a plea yeah. to New Mexico Correction Department. Unbelievable. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Basically what it is is the state doesn't want to pay, and I get that. But, um, you know, how many times have we heard the story of somebody gets a, a death sentence, I'm going to live in six months. I'm going to uh, sorry, die in six months, and they don't. Yeah, 10 years later, they're still walking around, yeah. Right. They should have had, had a thing called a clawback. That if you don't die within six months or whatever, you got to go back to prison. They wouldn't even add that. So. Or just die in prison. I mean, that's just kind of like the price that it is. I mean, you get convicted, you you know, you go to prison. There's all these circumstances that happen because because often life falls at your feet. You can't help what you know what comes before you, whether it's an illness or somebody else's illness or a family member or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, you're convicted because you have offended society you my cannot question? be yeah you can't be trusted stay there and die i mean right. my question if i was on the parole board i'd look at him i say did you show any mercy to your victim right right because the victim never gets any because justice. pedophiles don't show victim or 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 remorse because they think it's just it's it's how they are it's, it's their privilege it's a privilege mm -hmm. and it's a preference and that's that's what they like and that's what they're going to get and if you, yeah, if you don't like it, too bad. If you don't like it. Especially in New Mexico, you're too free bad. to do all that. Yeah, especially when you have representatives like uh, Andrea Romero.
who sounds yeah. like somebody from New Mexico, mm-hmm. Bill O'Neill, Democrat from Bernalillo <laughs> County. Mm-hmm. So Bernalillo County people, and I'm talking from my own county, why do we vote people like this in, knowing that they're going to make laws that... Are going to hurt your family, your that, children. That are going to hurt your family. And then you'll never get any justice because they're going to let the damn person out. Mm-hmm. Right. And the rhetoric that I heard a lot of over and over and over again in every committee and from the, from the actual politicians themselves was, well, a lot of this stuff is social injustice because these people were put in there because of their skin color oh, boy. And, <laughs> and falsely accused. And so we need to let them out anyway. It's no. a, it was all about over and over again social justice because all we ever do is punish uh as they say and as you made the commentary to as they kept saying over and over again which i've never heard people of color people of color i mean mm-hmm. color so many times yeah people people of color it was all about people of color right. and, and social justice and i'm like okay i'm judging you by what you did that's it not the color of your skin. I don't care about this color no. of your skin. I only care about the care, the content of your character. And your character right now is defective. It's flawed. It's flawed, and you deserve to be sealed off in a cage with concrete and steel, never to be open again. And I hope you find God because it looks like, it looks like you raise hell here on earth when you violate children, when you violate somebody, when you offend against somebody. And time and time again, it's not. You know, uh, it's it's these so-called people of color, which are Chicanos, Hispanics, mm-hmm. lifelong New Mexicans who are here fighting come hell or high water for people that routinely violate other people, mm-hmm. members of society. How is that any sort of justice? How is that any sort of restorative justice? How is that? But yet these people that say they represent us, they knock at your door and they're like, hey, look, I'm your neighbor, you know. We're gente, mm-hmm. que, you know, que viva la gente. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and, then, and, and then they put a knife in your back. And then they put a knife in your back. Wow. Yeah. And right. again, I don't, I, if somebody is Republican or Democrat or skin color or nationality or whatever, uh, religion, whatever, what you did is what matters. Absolutely. And that's all that matters. That's Absolutely. all that matters at the end of the day. If you did something horrific and you didn't show mercy to your victims, then why are we releasing these people even if they're ill? That's right. right. So that, the most shocking thing to me is that this is a female, Andrea Romero, a female, mm-hmm. you know, a, a giver of life, a mother supposedly, that she's going to set these people free and she's not even worried about it. Why? Because does she have... Because she's so ignorant, and I'll say that this is coming from me straight up off the cuff. She's ignorant, Mm -hmm. and she's a Hispanic or New Mexican or whatever, you know, says she's here, knocks on your door, makes it sound like like we got more in common. And meanwhile, she's following the narrative of California, of socialist Democrats, of commie Democrats. She goes over there to the roundhouse, acts like she's all bad, walks down the aisle like she's somebody. And meanwhile, and meanwhile, and meanwhile, she's a snake. And why do I hate snakes? they eat their own, they eat family, their own members. Damn family members why i hate snakes <laughs> so she's on the and hate list and they're killing i'm sorry but they're the progressive democrats that have been elected are killing the culture of new mexico yes. mm-hmm. they want to take the guns and guns is a culture of mm-hmm. new mexico they want to let all the criminals out and make the city worse and make it worse than what it is this is not what the people of albuquerque want i can tell you right now i could go down to albuquerque and knock on somebody's door and say hey how do you think you feel about sex offenders being let out of prison i'll be like why would you do that exactly right why aren't yeah. you right, to fix right. The crime? 
This isn't what the people want. They have their own agenda. And I have told her repeatedly over and over and over again, you need to get out and talk to the people, not talk at them. Talk to them and listen. Mm -hmm. Listen to what they have to say, right? And get a feel for the people. They don't want more criminals out. They want a safer place to live. They want jobs. They want security. They want to worry about, oh, my gosh, like you guys were saying earlier, and I do the same thing. Oh, I hope my car's still there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my house is still there when I get home. <laughs> I, hope, I hope I haven't been robbed of, you know, it's like, and we shouldn't have to live like that. And I don't see anybody doing a damn thing, and I'm really irritated about this. I don't see anybody doing a damn thing to fix the crime problem at all. And the damn party has been hijacked, and the ones that are in control now have an agenda that is wrong for New Mexico. Totally wrong. I don't know wrong. how to say mm-hmm. that. Totally wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and it breaks my heart because I love this place and I love the people. And I know that nobody's going, yay, let the criminals out. Of course so, not. Yeah. Especially if you've yeah. had your car stolen twice already. Oh, totally. Geez, or three totally. times or four times. And, but what are we doing for that? Nothing. Uh, Nothing. Apparently. We're raising apparently, insurance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Making insurance. Goes through. <laughs> apparently, they used to have a, a, a sting operation to try to catch people like leave a car out. They said, oh, no, we can't do that. That's not fair. It's offensive. You're offending, you're offending the car thief. <laughs> Entrapment. If, if you were walking down the street and you saw a car standing with keys on it, what would you do? You know, I know radio you. You take the keys out and go, what just happened? Is some, everybody okay? Mm-hmm. Right. You're not going to steal the car and take off with it. Right. You're going to be like, what just happened? I need to protect this car. I'm going to lock it and take the keys and figure out what just happened. Right, right, exactly. No. No, no, that's that's called no. We can't do that here. Right, and then often these Democrats that are in power because they've been in power in this state for you know nearly a hundred years, and and all I know is longer than I've been alive. So it's always been uh, ruled by Democrats, and they're always talking about this restorative justice about. Uh, those on fixed incomes, about better education, about all of these things that New Mexico struggle with, yet they've always been in charge, and yet none of these conditions have ever improved. In fact, we are products of the condition in which they placed us in. That's right. Period. And then... And then they come out and then they're like, you know, they talk a big game. They're like, well, restorative justice because felons deserve a second chance. And then most people are like this. I totally agree. Restorative justice. This is what it means. But this isn't what they're talking about. I mean, this is what they it sounds like they're talking about. But what they're doing is saying that pedophilers can cut hair, what work at a school, have a daycare, molest your kids. And guess what? It's just their preference. You can't discriminate against them. You can't discriminate against them. And we can't lock them up just because. They like violating little kids. That's right. And, and Stephanie, you know that state, uh, the Senate Bill 247, is that part of what they're doing? Is that part of the protection? That- uh, let's see. So, yeah, 247, that one did not go through, thank God. There was another one of those mm-hmm. bills where you're going, oh, my gosh, now what Now what are we doing? Mm-hmm. That's, that was me sitting on the entire floor. I was like, now what are we doing? Why are we bringing these bills forward? But, um 247, a bunch of other ones, everything was done to destroy uh, the state. And this was one where they were going to allow the juvenile offenders to get let go because, oh, my gosh, we can't do that. And I'm going to tell you something that is extremely hard. It's extremely hard when you try to look at a bill and you're like, okay, no. There are, there are 17-year-old people that have committed crimes and they need to do their time. And they come back and they say, well, if you believe that, you're racist. 
Oh, yeah. Well, they're all going to play the racist card, yeah. I heard a lot. I was accused of being a racist because I dared to question somebody. I had the AP News call me and say, uh, Steph, what's the story? Did something else happen with this? No, that was it. They said, you questioned somebody and they called you a racist. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That was it. The story went nowhere. Right. They, they tried to force it, and I doubled down. I'm no. I'm like, no, this isn't what happened. But unfortunately, I think what's going to happen in the next session next year, they're going to use a lot more of that. If Right now, the... the the Democrats are fighting amongst themselves. Ivy Soto dared to question Mimi Stewart. She got mad. She was dishing it out to him on, on the Senate side as two Democrats fighting. When she couldn't take it anymore, she screamed misogyny and race, uh, uh, so you're, uh, sexist and misogynist. <laughs> That's how they end the conversation. Mm-hmm. That shuts yeah. you up right there like, okay, right. there's no use arguing with a deadbeat like this because they've already made so, up their mind. They don't know what they're talking about. Jesus. Yeah, and and I got the I got senators dropping the f bombs on the Democrat <gasps> side. They're all fighting amongst no. themselves. Yes. You know what? Yes. I'm I'm happy to hear that actually because it looks like some of the Democrats are getting woke. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. I hate that woke. term. You know what? <laughs> I doubt it. I think they want to be so extreme that they want to be the one to like. Uh, you know, abolish the police, set all the you know criminals free, pr- you know criminals free, and do all of this, co- and then offer up your children. Hey, what kind of kid you want? Oh yeah, they had a lot of defund the police. A mm-hmm. lot of it. There was a whole bunch of really bad law enforcement bills, and that's why I got called a racist because when they brought up a bill to say that law enforcement can't rape people, I said, "Did you know that's already a law?" And they got and not not not. The <laughs> I want to say right now, Representative Brittany Barreras did not call me a racist as a matter of fact she realized that this was the, a bunch of bs herself mm-hmm. but the woman who is her expert witness hijacked the whole thing and that's the one who called me the racist because i questioned her i said did you not know that this is already a law and then i said do you know that police officers are not rape raping people and her quote was yes well i talked to law enforcement and the ones that aren't out raping people don't have a problem with this bill oh and I said, you good just, grief i said you literally just called every law enforcement officer a rapist. A rape, yeah and you're they calling me a racist to, yeah yeah so, so they got they had to deflect that so that was their big thing so i'm anticipating more of this you're a racist you're a homophobe mm. you are a misogynist and I, this is what I think politics is about to turn into. Yes, I think it's going to become a name call. It. If, you, if I don't like you or if I don't like what you're saying to me, racist. you're a racist. Racist. Right. You're racist. Absolutely. We'll uh, pick up from there when we come back. we got to take a short break. You're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio, exclusively aired on KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM, a Pan-American broadcasting company. We'll be right back. Thanks for taking Don't let the cost of advertisement hold you back. Off the Cuff Albuquerque supports local artists. Whether you are a solo artist or in a band, one of the best ways to get your music out there is to get it played on the radio. For more information, visit www.offthecuff.com. That's www.offthecuff.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio on KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And we have Representative Stephanie Lord in the house giving us uh, a lowdown behind the scenes at New Mexico <laughs> Roundhouse Legislative Session 2020. 
or 2021. Yes, and everything they try to pass under the table. While you were sleeping. Yes. Oh, yes, while you were sleeping. There was all kinds of bills coming through while you were sleeping. That'll teach you to and fall I, asleep, yeah. That'll teach you to fall asleep. you got to stay up and watch this stuff. And when yeah. you get handed these big budgets and all this stuff, and they're saying vote on it, and you're like, well, can I have a minute to read it? You know, it, it's, it's actually, actually it's absurd. And then we had all this time to try to get through the marijuana bill. It didn't go through. Uh, Governor Lujan didn't like the one that they were working on. So now she has her own agenda. And now we got to go back at $50,000 a day of your taxpayer money. And that's an order. Yeah. And, and we may be there for 10 days. And that's an order. Yeah, you either pass it or you'll be there another 10. That's Trust right. Me, because like you said, it's her agenda. <laughs> that's it right mm -hmm. there. So, hey, I have a question for you. So, obviously, you know, from the outside looking in, I obviously wasn't inside the roundhouse, but because uh, of the chain link fence, mostly. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise I, I may have went to go visit. She used you know? to be able to climb that fence, but yeah. Times are getting tough. Well, well, as you get a little older, you know, you're like, I could hurt myself. I could hurt myself. And so, uh, you know, they they came for the babies. So, we, so when so we now have this radical abortion bill uh, up to the day of birth, uh, assisted suicide, and now it's a huge push for uh, to legalize recreational marijuana. However, uh, gun bills, gun laws, gun rights. Mm -hmm. You think they're going to be on the on? on the chopping block anytime soon? Uh, you know what? I know that Eli had promised that he was going to bring his bills back in the next session. I think one of two things are going to happen. I think they may bring them up right now during the marijuana bill uh, to say we're also going to bring up these other things, or they may save it for the following session, or they may pull another um, overnight thing after this one. Yeah, right in the middle of the night. We're yeah. going to meet at 2 a.m. <laughs> right, but, right. By the way, and that assisted suicide bill, the reason that I voted no on that one for numerous reasons, but the main one was when I asked the person that's about, because it's the most radical of all the states, mm -hmm. 48 hours, and you're dead. Wow. So I had asked, do they at least go to a therapist? And they said no, because that'll block the process. They basically don't want to go see a doctor. I said, will the doctor be trained in how to do end of life? And they said, no, they could just go see any doctor. The second part to that is somebody that is mentally ill can see one doctor, one therapist, and do the suicide. Unbelievable. I said, wait, what kind of therapist? Like a life coach? I mean, like, is this person going to be trained? No, no training. No training. I'm like, I at least wanted to add... Please make it that those doctors know how to give you advice and alternatives for end of life. Like, are they just suffering from depression? No, uh-uh, 48 hours. You talk to that doc, boom, you get the pills, you're dead. That's it. That's it. So basically, somebody could set up shop over here, and they could be the end-of-life doctor, and they're going to get a ton yeah. of referrals because it's going to create a job. Not jobs, but a job, like the way Dr. Boyd at the at the women's, at Southwest Women's Option Clinic, where his sole purpose is to give abortions. So when you go in there, and it's not his responsibility, he doesn't really care one way, well, he does care one way or the other, because the end result is a $17,000 abortion, best case scenario. So you go into a wow. clinic where, you know, where somebody's like, yeah, you want the pills, sit down, this is how much it's going to cost you, bill Medicaid, Medicare, whatever, and here's the pills. Gracias a Dios. Salud. Go in peace. Mm -hmm. Go find God. God. <laughs> well, here's the other part to that, too. 
if let's say you're in a small town uh, up there near Raton or something, let's say you're in a small town out there and you're the only doc or you're the only doc in that city and you don't want to do assisted a suicide. They're going to force you. you. By law, you have to refer them to someone, even if you don't agree with it. Same thing with abortion. If you don't agree with abortion or whatever, you have to refer them to somebody, even if you don't like it. I brought that up. I said, what if there's nobody to refer to? Oh, there'll be somebody to refer to. Mm-hmm. I said, what if, there's nobody to re- what if there's nobody to refer to? Well, then you would have to make the ethical choice to comply by the law, meaning you'd have to do it. But they said, oh, but don't worry, there'll be people to refer them to. Oh, but don't worry. Don't worry. Everything don't worry. Will be fine. Don't worry. There'll be e- doctors everywhere. E- everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. They'll be like the people now that are going to get a permit to deliver alcohol. All they need is a little permit to put everybody to sleep. Right. Yeah. Right? Oh, gosh. I didn't <laughs> start on that. And then the delivering alcohol. By the way, I don't know if anybody noticed, you're not allowed to sell little minis at the gas station. I don't know if they caught that. But one of the questions I asked was, so if you go to deliver the alcohol and this person is falling down drunk, mm-hmm. are you allowed to give them the alcohol? What if they go in the house and crack their skull open because they drank the alcohol you gave them and they were obviously drunk? Oh, that won't happen. No, never. Well, that won't not. happen. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> we so, it. so the, you know, this is quite funny. Uh, you know, we uh, we uh, we covered that here and off the cuff, and in in particular, we were talking about uh, Gallup McKinley County, where where they banned a whole variety type of buying alcohol at these convenience stores, and while that might be good, it does not address the problem whatsoever whatsoever so uh mckinley county is is heavy-handed as far as their restrictions when it comes to alcohol uh mayor tim keller just announced that he's going to convene a dwi task force to see how we could end dwi and i'm just like okay really <laughs> he's like 30 years behind time so cut it out already i mean you, i mean you're embarrassing get the mothers from mad yeah Seriously. maybe they can help you because you have done Seriously. nothing on your own uh, counselor clarissa pena of district three which is uh Corzin central essentially uh she said that you know minis were going to be taken out of the walgreens there on Corzin central and that that was a root problem and i said well good god almighty <laughs> i said now that all these little miniatures are gone i hope the homeless the crime, the job, and all of this stuff just poof, goes away. But instead, the root problem is this. For 20 years, we've been paying for Unser Crossing. Where are all those jobs? What happened to the call center up here? What happened to this over here that was supposed to... What happened to all this stuff you promised us? Well, you know, if they get rid of the minis, they'll get rid of homelessness, mental, mental illness. And then I'm all in. Bit, yeah. I'm for it. I'm for <laughs> oh, yeah. it. And, and, and all crime. All crime. Yes, all yes. crime. All the but time. If, but, if, but if you notice something about the bill, it says X amount of ounces. I think the little minis are what three ounces, six, three ounces, six ounces. Hold on, I remember see. somebody told me. <laughs> I know, let me see. Let me put one out of my purse. Hold on. <laughs> Check it out. If it's, if it's let's say it's three ounces, I'm going to go into business selling four ounces. Oh, totally. Live well, within the law, I can still sell the minis. You know what? Totally, because the size up from the little mini is called a pony. Mm-hmm. So it's basically yeah. like two or three minis, you know, contained into the small one, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course we're going to circumvent the laws. We were founded (laughs) on circumventing the laws. So real quick, because I think we're coming 
uh, towards the end of our show. God, this hour went super fast. Uh, and really quick, this is not transparent. There's 24 hours left and you're posting on your social media. New Mexico Democrats have decided they will swipe funds from New Mexico children. The attack on land grant permanent funds will do far more damage than what a than what a century of Democrats control has already done to New Mexico mm-hmm. uh, education. Countdown again, 24 hours to go. So, okay, so they swiped the funds, 23 hours. Democrats have passed half a million, half a billion dollars in new taxes. Every New Mexican should prepare for a Democrat politician taking even more than your, taking more of your hard-earned money. 22 hours left to go before the final hours of the New Mexico State Legislature. It says New Mexico Demo- uh, Democrats have voted at least three times to protect sex offenders, whereas Republicans fought for victims, grandstanding, and no shame and, whatsoever. And this is their new we normal. We got 30 seconds left to go. Where do we find you, Stephanie? At, uh, I Right now, my website is uh, lord2020.com, subject to change soon because I already won, and I need to change it to uh, Stephanie uh, Lord for NM, but I haven't changed it yet. You can also find me on social media under Stephanie Lord, L-O-R-D, and uh, if you have any questions, you can go to my website and it has a way to contact me and send me your questions and just be prepared for more of a fight. Uh, that's all I can tell you is we got to stand up for our rights and we need more people to be involved. Absolutely. Uh, Representative Stephanie Lord, thank you for serving the great state of New Mexico. We're you, so proud of you. You have served Aww. us well. I love you, Stephanie. <laughs> love and love kisses. Love you guys and thank you. God bye. bless you. Bye. Bye, Thor. You're listening off the cuff ABQ, the hottest and newest local conservative talk show exclusively aired on KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. We will see you tomorrow. Thank you, listeners. Thanks for joining us. We really enjoyed you. God bless you.